0: hello and a very warm welcome to the excellent executive coaching podcast this program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional
1: Welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Berhus, and this episode is number 43. Today, I'm delighted to interview Judy Robinette. She is the networking expert and has just written a book on the power of networking. Judy, welcome. Judy, tell us a little bit about you and welcome to the show.
0: Well, thank you. I'm I'm delighted to be here. So, uh, you know, I live in the U.S. I came up through the corporate world, uh, decided to uh, venture off in uh, venture capital and, and entrepreneurial, and I'm an accidental author. Uh, I currently sit on a couple of venture capital boards, private equity, and and I mentor high potential uh, companies and help them get funded.
1: So very interesting. And you, I just you just mentioned that you do this also a lot for women. Women entrepreneurs, right?
0: Yes. Women, you know, historically have had a very hard time getting into the uh, funding world and because of the good old boys club and even today in Silicon Valley, there's few women in the VC world. And uh, I learned early on it was really important for women to have money so they could have choices. And um, I gave a speech once at MIT and picked up a Wall Street Journal that had done a study of how to become financially independent. And it said there were five ways, be a doctor, a lawyer, inherit it, or marry it. And I thought, well, the first four out. Number five was start a business. And I thought, how hard could it be? So, you know, I I jumped off into that world, although I have been CEO of a, a public company for about nine years.
1: Very interesting. And Judy, you also wrote a book, How to Be a Power Connector, The 550 and 150 Rule. Tell us a little bit about this book and what are the key messages. in.
0: You know, I, I wrote the book because uh, I grew up shy. I was bullied in, in junior high. I knew nobody of wealth, money, influence. And in my corporate world, I had been taught, and, and most women are very much like this, you know, keep your head down, work hard, don't ask for help, and somebody will notice. And I found out that was a fairy tale. And I found out how critical it was to network. But finally, people started following me around, saying they'd pay me if I teach them how to network. And and I thought they were nuts, really, because I was shy. And uh, But I finally decided that I have learned so much, and it has worked for me. Mark Burnett endorsed my book. Last week, I was in New York at a lunch with Roma Downey, very famous actress, and that I would teach other people because it was, very sad for me that people have so much potential but they can't get to their their dream and usually they're just one connection away and and everything you need is here there's 7 billion people on the planet there's 369 trillion in global private wealth so no lack of money opportunities ideas and information so the the real thing was helping people learn to connect to the resources they need and a big one was i became very adept raising money for startups or for growth companies and to teach people how to make those connections.
1: So tell us, how do you define networking and why do people have trouble connecting with each other?
0: Well, you know, I even hate the word networking. When my agent said I should do a book on it, I said, no, I think it's manipulative and, and icky. And, and so I don't even, you know, really like the word. And, and, I, and research shows that half of the people in the world Will self-identify as shy, and I think part of this comes from being raised that strangers are dangerous, and you know you're familiar with your own country and culture, and so people tend to stay in the same groups that they're familiar with, and, and this is really uh, a, a tragedy because you know there's if you think about the critical people in your life, most important your spouse, mate, uh, often those people at some point were a stranger. And, and it becomes very hard when, you know, if you look at uh, the reason the book is 550-150, because Dunford's law says groups fall apart at 150. You can't manage tons and tons of people. And if you drew a circle around you on a piece of paper, that first group of 5 to 15 is close friends and family. The next group out, most people, if I have them write down who they know, it's people just like them. So as soon as they need a new job, they want to change industries, they want to find funding, they hit the wall because their their network is not diverse enough to get the resources they need.
1: So is it possible to network your way into a power elite? Absolutely. I mean, I'm
0: a perfect example of that. I know many billionaires and, and you know, grew up in a town of 300, you know, in the boonies in rural Idaho. And, and it truly is. And it comes down, in, in my humble opinion, to having a level of generosity helping other people, which really is learning how to add value. And it turns out all of us have problems. So all of us need help. It doesn't matter whether you're a billionaire, you know, you run a venture capital, or you just have a small mom-and-pop restaurant. Everybody needs help. And if you can figure out how to add value to others, then, then that's a, a very powerful uh, attraction to you. And one of the things I suggest to people is get out of your comfort zone, join a group, go to an organization. Um, I've had an individual in, in Salt Lake City who came to town, he didn't know anybody, and he's uh, not the, the typical race, religion, and built a very large book of business. And I said to him, how did you do that? And he said, you know, I joined the symphony. And I went a little bit early, I paid the extra tickets so I could go hobnob with those who had influence and wealth and, you know, had wine, and those were where his people were at. And so I say to people, where are the people that you need? Where do they hang out? And, you know, if you're looking for money, investors, you know, they need deals. And there's places that those people hang out.
1: So give us some more best practice rules for our listeners. Okay. Okay. So
0: one of the things that, you know, if if you only remembered a couple of things, I would tell your listeners to write down on a piece of paper, your network equals your net worth. Study after study shows this. And the second thing, if, if you just did this one thing that, and this is even with the network you already have, and Pew Research shows on average, we have 632 people that we know. But if you just pick 10 to 20 of those people and meet with them and tell them your story and say, this is my goal, this is where I'm going, and you ask what I call my two golden questions, number one, what other ideas do you have for me? And number two, who else do you know I should talk to? Now, those are powerful but easy asks to do, and and this is exactly how I built such a robust, deep
1: network. So say those two again. What other ideas do you have? Have
0: Yes, what other ideas do you have for me? And who else do you know I should talk to? Now, and I'll tell you honestly, most people have the answers they need in the network already. And this happens to me every week. So my agent called me one day and said, I'm going to introduce you to Mike Muni. He's the founder of Axe Software, sold it for $48 million. He has a new app for contacts called Viper. And I think maybe the two of you could work together. So uh, Mike flew to Salt Lake, and I said, you know, you're a top-ranked app, but I've never even heard of you, and I'm a voracious reader. And he looked really sad, and he said, oh, Judy, if I could just get in Success Magazine. And I said, Mike, when you go home, I want you to call my agent, who I've only known for six months, who you've known for many years. Ask her to introduce you to the, the founder of Success Magazine, who is a good friend of hers. And he almost fell out of his chair. And I find this time and time again, you know, we're not sharing our stories so that other people can help us.
1: Yes, and in the coaching business, one of the key factors we try to do is what is your story? What is the legacy you want? What are your goals? What are your dreams?
0: Yes, and, and how critical sometimes it is to change your story, to head to a different direction.
1: <laughs> right, with, with the feedback and the ideas from the research you're doing in some ways, right? Yes. So, would you say proper networking is most cr- critical business skill to have?
0: Uh, yes, I you can you know, you can't get a business deal, you can't find funding, you can't find the best uh, management team or board of directors advisors unless you really are good at, at networking. Um, you know, The other skill is to be able to sell, and, and that's what you're doing. You're persuading people, talking to them, sharing your, your story, where you, what you need. Um, I res- recently read an article that an individual had interviewed you know, numerous billionaires, and one of the things he said was the number one skill that they all had was the ability to sell. And, and women, research shows that if you're raised lower to middle class, we're taught not to ask. Indeed, you know, we're taught keep your head down, work hard and people will notice. Of course, we, you know, we weren't in the old boys club and that's changing, thankfully.
1: <laughs> Would you say that women have a different type of leadership or they just need to network as much as men do generally?
0: You know, they're different in their networking and they're also different in leadership. There's study, lots of studies that show women are, are more inclusive. They, they listen better. You know, I think organizations, if they have equal representation of men and women, it would be wonderful on board of directors, particularly since women make the majority of consumer decisions for how the money is spent in, in the, the family. But women do need to network. And that, that's absolutely critical. So you're out there, you've got your foot in the water, you, you've heard of trends, you know opportunities, you can find joint venture deals or growth opportunities for your company.
1: So a lot of women will say, look, I don't have the time, I have to go back home and, uh, you know, have, I have a family, I have young children. So what advice would you give to them?
0: You know, it doesn't take a lot of time. You just have to change a, a few actions that you do daily, you know, I tell people to talk to strangers, make sure you talk to people that you meet on a plane. If you're stuck in a a line somewhere, uh, just reach out and talk to people because you're missing opportunities, big ones. And so you can just add little things, smile, say hello to people. Another thing is, again, you want to focus on quality, not quantity. It doesn't matter that you have gazillions of people on Facebook or social media, because most of those people will never have your back. They won't help you. And so, you know, talking to strangers is critical and also getting into maybe one or two powerful groups. Uh, One that is really good, and and they are throughout Europe as well as the United States, is the Association of Corporate Growth. And this is CXO-level people. Uh, They welcome visitors, and it's uh, people in the mid-tier market. And it's across industries. And I've had people go, and and I've suggested this on previous interviews, and I get emails saying, geez, I found three business deals. And so if you just, you know, because what happens is we often, you know, we're creatures of habit. And so we'll go to the same networking groups, but nothing happens. You just see your friends and you waste time, and you kind of know that. So make sure that the group you go to has people that are smarter than you or has resources that will help you get to your goal. That's the most critical thing. I tell people, you know, my basic formula is really quality relationships plus strategy to a specific goal. Just make sure that you're in the right room. Most people are in the wrong room.
1: Somebody that you don't even know might help you.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, so I was so shy and bullied. I didn't dare talk to people. I mean, I had to get the book, how to win friends and influence people. That's why I say, say hello and smile because that's wow. where I started. Yeah. And, and you know, I found out people liked me. It was kind of a shock. And cause I didn't think I had anything of worth, you know, why would anybody want to talk to me? And I got to the point of making it a game to see if I could talk to anyone. And and I've done that. And from doing that, I have found the majority of people on this planet are wonderful human beings. Yeah. We all care about the same things. We love our family, our friends, our pets. We're concerned about our health and our money. Uh, All of us, and all of us have problems. And when you understand that, and that just listening to someone, you know, giving an introduction, sharing some critical information, a trend, an article, is value-add. So I focus on being generous and and adding value. And that can even be a smile.
1: What would you say is the difference between great networking versus normal networking? What's the added little effort that makes it great networking?
0: I think it's being strategic. So part of it is luck synchronicity. uh, And if you're in the right room, then you're able to create that. You know, people have said to me, you can't create luck. And I'll say, really? Go stand on a train track. That's bad luck. So depending on how you position yourself. But the other thing is to be Strategic. So, you know, I have billionaires in my network. I have movie stars, entertainment people, media people. So, and I love that because I can make things happen. I can make things happen for myself and make things happen for others. So it's important that you look at the network you have and say, given where I'm going in the future, do I have people who will honestly help me? And I used to say, I'd only have people in my network that had a good head, a good heart, and a good gut. And as a coach, you'll really appreciate this. I finally boiled it down to, is this person an Oprah or a Martha Stewart? Now, they're both billionaires. They're really, really good at what they do. But if I had to have one that I trusted with my back and my future, it's Oprah. And so, you know, you want people who will care about you and help you on your life's journey.
1: So that's very good advice. Thank you. Can you give us uh, a four steps to becoming a power connector?
0: Um, you know, the first step that I tell people is utilize the network that you've already got, because we've already got one. The second is just make an assessment of the network you already have. And you can do this with post-it notes or just a piece of paper and write down 25 to 50 of the most important people in your group and, and look at what industry, you know, what value they bring to the table, and and I actually have worksheets on my website, and they're also in, in my book. And I'm happy to just send them to people if they write to me. And the third is join a powerful group. Really join a powerful group. And the fourth is learn how to create value for
1: people instantly. Create value for people. Absolutely. Yeah. And you also mentioned that everyone has an issue or challenge to do and to help them out. Yes. And, and
0: I'll... And I've gotten really good at just being, um, you know, be vulnerable, be you, be authentic. People are sick and tired of these elevator pitches. Nobody cares. You know, relationships happen on a personal level first. You know, a few months ago, a, a fellow contacted me from Washington, D.C., a young man who, of all things, is a minister. And I started talking to him about my book. You know, I answered a few questions he had, and, and he had read my book carefully, so he knew one of the key questions you ask people is... How could I help you? And so I told him a couple of my goals. And one of them was try to figure out how I could possibly uh, get my information to Oprah. And who would have guessed his best friend is the executive producer for Super Soul Sundays. Wow. And, and that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Wow. And there's people around you. So if you tell them your goals and, and ask for a little help, and most people will help you. They're, they're happy to help.
1: So you also mentioned that social media is maybe not the best networking tool because they won't necessarily help you. Well, how can you use social media in a positive way?
0: I do use social media, and it is absolutely critical. It's just you don't need 40,000 people. So Twitter is really important to me. I have gotten you know opportunities to give speeches globally from people who have followed me on Twitter. LinkedIn is very, very powerful for anyone in the professional world. This is 350 million people globally who want to connect with others. And, you know, you can find a group for anything on there and get the best information, connections that you would have never been able to find. And you can reach out to people and then get on a call. And you can tell a great deal about a person's LinkedIn profile or how they tweet You can, um, you know, we had the big Republican debate last night and, you know, Donald Trump showed his his colors. Well, you can see people's character. You know, I have people you can read between the lines. So social media really is important, but it's it's not the most critical thing. I had a fellow call me and he said, you know, I've got 40,000 people in a Google Doc and I'm sending them birthday cards. And I said to him, how many of these people have ever helped you? Well, it was less than 20
1: Oh, wow. That so, is you fantastic. know, you
0: have to really, you have to be strategic. You want people who will care about you, who will help you and can help you. So research shows when you meet a stranger, there's two things you look for instantly. And number one is, do they have a level of warmth? And this is wonderful because sociopaths lack empathy. You don't want a sociopath and you don't want a narcissistic me, 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 got you kind of person. So warmth is important. And the second one is a level of competence. But I add a third kind of metric that I look for, and that is generosity. Because just because someone can help you doesn't mean they will.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. That makes a big difference. The people that will give that extra step to to help out people.
0: Yes, and some people are really good at it, and they can say, you know, I recently worked in in Bogota, Colombia, with people. I've worked all over, and. Some people are adept at saying, oh, I saw you were there. Would you be interested in, you know, going to Italy? And, and other people need to be prompted. And that's why you say, do you have any other ideas for me, given where I'm trying to go? Or do you have any connections? And you literally see people turn their head and go, oh, you need to talk to Bill. And, and it's amazing. I, you know, I challenge everyone listening to just try that and write to me, Judy at JudyRobinette.com and just tell me what happened.
1: Wow. What a great advice. How do you discover who the people in your network know?
0: Um, you know, the the best thing is you can, you know, you can certainly use LinkedIn and look up people and see everybody they're connected to. But again, I I would meet with the top, you know, just start with five people and then work up to 10 and 15, 25 and meet with them and then tell them your goals because you don't really want a line item of all 632 people. You really want those that could be beneficial, that could help you with your goals or your, your vision. And, and it's, it's uh, startling, I'll tell you. Sometimes someone will call me with a, a question or something and I don't have an answer. And I'll send an email out to 10 to 15 of my friends and I will always get an answer and it's never from the person I thought. Never. And also research shows your influence is limited to a friend of a friend of a friend. So that's out three levels. So if you do the math, if you know 632 people and each one of those knows 632 people and then out third level, oh my gosh, the amount of people that you could source for information, the best trends, for deals, for funding is pretty endless. And, and, and when you ask specifically for that goal, then you're actually curating the best people in that person's network. And you can just ask, you know, I need somebody in media. Do you know anybody?
1: We're coming to the end of our podcast, unfortunately. Where can our listeners connect with you? Certainly, you can
0: reach out on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. There's no E on the end of Robinette. And you can email me. And I'm happy to respond to people. My book is, you can order it off of uh, Amazon. It was rated number one by Inc. for 2014 for business, which really thrilled me.
1: Wow, congratulations. And Robinette is R-O-B-I-N-E-T-T. Correct. Thank oh, you. Okay. Thank you so very much, Judy. Thank It was you. a real pleasure to have you. And I look forward to meeting you. Yes, me too. Thank you, Judy. Bye-bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at ExcellentexecutiveCoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon, and until then, bye for now.